This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Welcome. I'm Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. We love to bring to you difference makers. And one of the joys in my life is bringing young, gifted, talented people to you, to introduce to you. And then it's really fun because when we get to identify them, we just see God just use them and then use them wider and wider and wider. And today is no exception. We are going to talk to Andy Elise. She's up in West Texas today. Andy, uh, welcome to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. The last time we tried this, you were so great. And now you're just so good. So the next time if oh, we have a technology oh. fail, it's going to be like, Andy, how are you? And you're going to be like, I'm so average or I am so over this. I'm, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing amazing. I'm great. <laughs> you're doing amazing. Andy has been very, very patient with us through our technology challenges. Uh, and I want to tell you about Andy because she is a brilliant, gifted, and anointed songwriter. Um, I, I'm going to struggle to really describe because – I just love good music, and I really appreciate that my son, he has more of a musical um, gift in everything, and his name, his name is David, for those of you out there that don't know, and he actually discovered you and said, hey, you need to interview this girl. She is really amazing, and uh, I've been listening to your music, and that's where I like struggle. How can I describe, like, um, it, your vocals are soaring and they are beautiful and there's piano and then there's guitar and it's just, I, the, the melodies, they're just really beautiful. So you can tell I'm not musical, but I am loving your music and, uh, your songwriting is just so anointed. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That's just, uh, that's so encouraging to hear. Well, it's it's amazing. You are really, really good. So um, I want to read some of the bio uh, of Andy Elise, and uh, then we're going to talk about some of her songs, and they are really cool. You've got to check them out. I'm going to ask her about some of those songs and some of the background of where those came from, where her influences are, and I want to talk about her faith because it's her faith really comes through in these songs, and it's just it's really something special. So you don't want to miss it. So Andy Elise is a 21 year old independent singer songwriter residing in West Texas. Andy aspires to use her music as an avenue to tell stories that resonate in one's heart and soul connecting the all too real darkness of life with the ultimately victorious light. Talk to us right off the get-go, right off the jump, uh, about what you mean by the real darkness of life, Andy. What does that mean to you? Right. So basically when when saying that, I think that sometimes um, in Christian music, yeah. um, there there's always sort of this timeline that it follows where we talk about deliverance from um, from something, from, from sin, from from hurt um, into what the Lord has for us. And I think um, I just wanted to use my music to, to sit in that hurt a little bit longer um, and to acknowledge it in a little bit of a more deep way. So really wow. um, the, the, personal, the personal ways that things that are hard in life can just weigh on our souls. Um, I, I wanted to take time to um, 
have music that that sits there and that is comfortable in that knowing that there's deliverance, um, which I, I really try my hardest to always make sure that that comes into play at some point in the song. Yeah. So, man, that is really cool. Where did you get the idea that, and I understand like CCM, contemporary Christian music, there's, there's kind of certain rules and everything and there's certain um, expectations or whatever. So what your idea is that maybe we don't really sit in the hurt really long enough. Is that kind of the idea? I think that within what's really cool about Christian music is that there's just so much variety within it. Yeah. Um, so I um, am really lucky to go to a really awesome church um, where I lead worship, and we, we really, like, study what worship is, what it is biblically, um, and what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and then some worship songs are, are congregational. Um, this is, like, a, a pretty basic, like, division, but, like, congregational versus devotional. Yeah. Um, whereas devotional worship music would be probably more personal. Um, and I think that that is a smaller genre within just Christian music as a whole. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, I wanted to lean into that um, and to make music as personal as I can. Um, so that's sort of what I mean with that. I definitely think that um, it really just depends on your audience and there's different songs for different situations. But specifically, I feel led um, within my own music to write more, more playing to that personal um, individual journey of faith. Whereas congregational music would probably be more something you would um, have to be more relatable to a larger crowd, would be um, probably catchier than and less lengthy than <laughs> than my songs typically are. Um, and I think both are great. I've I've written for both. Um, I just feel more led probably to do the the more devotional worship um, yeah. songwriting. Yeah, tell me about the value. I mean, you're 21 years old. So you've been around people that probably both are, I mean, walking in the light, but also walking the reality of some hurts and some sorrows. Uh, it seems like you're a person who's who's very much in touch with those those hurts and that heartache or whatever that we go through. Um, so talk to me about what you feel like is is probably resonating with people when you when you talk about those hurts or when you are able to sit in that in that hurt in your song before like just jumping ahead to the deliverance what do you think um people that your age or 21 are going through as far as hurts and experiences that they're they're feeling right right um man i think like this is like an unprecedented time yeah for for every generation for my generation just being kind of on the brink of adulthood but then also experiencing a lot of loss um, with the global pandemic, with the impacts it has on us being more isolated. Uh, I think mm. when I, so I have my album Everlasting, I basically, uh, each song focuses on a different, um, a different, I guess, hardship, you could say, or a response to heartache. Um, so I think shame is a big one. Yeah. Um, doubt, fear, um, unrest, and I think those are all for probably the main things that come to mind. Um, I think when you're, when you're in your early twenties, you, your faith becomes your own in a new way as you're taking all this knowledge that maybe you've grown up learning. Um, and now it's being put to, to uh, put to the test, um, as you make decisions and you experience things that are harder. Um, yeah, I think like loss, shame, fear, anger, and doubt are all really natural responses. 
Um, even just looking at like David is a huge inspiration to me, David in the song. Yeah. Um, when he's going through hard things, like, yes, he glorifies the Lord, but it's, it's, you see that it's a battle for him to, to turn his face towards God. He constantly is going back and forth between how long, Lord, how long, right. but then turning towards, but I know that you're faithful. And so I think that that's kind of the cry of, of the young Christian right now in, in the climate that we're in. Yeah. And that's uh, Psalm 139 is one of the songs on Everlasting, right? Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. That, yes. <laughs> it's called Everlasting, Psalm 139. Yeah, that's a beautiful job you've done. It's just, it's really beautiful. All right, wait, you're 21 years old, like, and you are, you are talking about, I mean, songs that talk about shame and doubt and loss and anger. Like when I think of a young, a young person, young Christian, um, maybe they would just be a little bit more kind of in that sort of joyful phase. I really love that you're right there with things like shame and doubt and loss and anger. Where did that come from? I mean, that sounds like somebody who's 35 writing, you know, has been through <laughs> a lot. You're 21. Where did that come from? Right. Well, um, I, I've experienced definitely things that are hard um, from, from a young age. And, and not to – I know there's definitely people that have experienced things so much harder. Um, but when I was in – um, middle school, my um, my best friend actually she died from brain cancer, wow. and that was when I started writing devotionally. Um, it wasn't music yet at the time; it was just poems and words and prayers. But um, I really think a lot of what I, the way that I like use use writing as a way to, to cope with things and to communicate with the Lord things that are weighing down on me. Really, it really started there, and the Lord was really gracious to me at a young age to just draw super, super close to me, um, and to to allow me to be able to articulate my prayers through words um, was very healing for me. And then as I got older, a lot of that, I guess, pain, a lot of it comes from just mental health issues yeah. that I really experienced throughout high school, but wouldn't really come to understand their weight until college okay um yeah okay can you uh it, it amazes me thinking about like a, a young person going through losing their best friend to brain cancer i feel like a lot of kids that would be the time that they would get really angry with god i'm sure you experienced mm -hmm. that but also then yeah. <laughs> withdrew and run from god and it sounds like somehow god was able to comfort you through that can you talk talk to us about that Yes, and this is something that I, um, I, I really, I don't think I realized at the age, like, how good the Lord was being to me through that. Um, I, I, so I became a Christian in a very, like, genuine, like, I understood it yeah. supernatural kind of way when I was, like, probably four or five. Okay. Um, and both my parents are very strong believers, genuine believers, like, yeah. not just cultural, definitely taught me how to follow the Lord. Yeah. Um, and my friend that, that, that passed away, she loved the Lord. Wow. And, um, I think that it was really just like my understanding of, of, of death was that it wasn't something that was eternal and that was a hope to which I clung. And, and also, um, she was very, she was very sick. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't something that like snuck up 
Um, she was yeah. too sick for a long time. That was hard to watch. So bleeding so strongly, like even today, I would say like that age was probably one of the most like intensely, one of the times that I felt the Lord most intensely, um, mm. even though I was young. Yeah. Um, it was just so clear to me and the Lord just placed in my heart, like that there is, this isn't, this isn't the end. It was never that. I just yeah. remember thinking, um, that it wasn't that I wanted, um, I wanted her to, to be like in eternity in heaven, um, rather than suffer here. It was like, I know in Romans, Paul kind of says, man, I mean, I wish that I could be with Jesus now, but you know, there's work to be done here. Um, and, and that was like, that was really how I felt then. Um, and just that I, I really knew like what heaven was and the love that's there and what the father has for us there. Um, and it was, it was really comforting to me just to have that hope. That's, that's beautiful. And I'm just, I'm just kind of blown, blown away just at the depths of that understanding at such a young age. When you talk about God, just intensely loving you through that, what, what, what did that feel like? What was that like? Yeah. Um, well, at her, this was sort of like a, a, a moment that it kind of all came together for me. Um, I, we went to her um, Remembrance of Life ceremony, um, her memorial service. Yeah. And I just remember there was a really awesome, um, one of our, like a family friend was um, doing the service and he was praying at the end and he was, he was, he had explained the gospel and, and was explaining how to pray to the Lord um, for salvation. And um, for some reason, I remember I was sitting in the, in the back, a huge, huge room, lots of people there. And I remember opening my eyes and looking behind me and I saw this, this man that um, had tears streaming down his face and he yeah. was mouthing the words that, um, that they were saying, the, yeah. the person conducting, talking about the gospel I just saw him like mouthing the words. I just remember just like feeling the Holy Spirit mm. just kind of tell me like this person is like being saved now. Wow. And I kind of just saw like the way that the Lord uses. Wow. Just really. Yeah. It, it was, it's such a, it's a marked moment definitely in my, um, in my faith, just seeing the way like the Lord takes the hardest things and still uses them to bring himself glory and us good. And so, I don't think it was that I wasn't. I was still heartbroken and, sure. um, of course, mourning. But it was never without um, a really a clear glimpse. But that's not the end, and like there are eternal things going on. Um, I would even say, like, yeah, I think some of it was just a childlike faith too. Um, it's suddenly gotten harder as I've gotten older to not be distracted more with all the other things going on. It was. It was a, it was a, mm. it was a crazy time in life for sure. Yeah. Okay. So as you've gotten older, I mean, describe that. What does that mean that it's, you know, it's gotten harder going from that sort of childlike faith? What does that mean? Right. Well, I think that I've always been, I do believe that the Lord specifically like drew near to me in that time Yeah. to like, because he, because I needed him. Um, that was also when for, so for about two years I wrote pretty much on a daily basis, like, wow. at, at the time, I was just like, I'm just writing for fun. And then, like, looking back, they're, they're all poems about, like, life and death and angels and just different things. Um, wow. And as I got older, I think that 
you know, I healed from that. And mm. I think it takes like really hard, dark things for us to remember eternity sometimes. Okay. Um, it can get like lost from our view when we're just more distracted with everyday things. Yeah. Um, I've always been super, a really, a really busy kid. I yeah. um, kind of went away a little bit from writing and, and focused for most of growing up on dance. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. And then going into which is really awesome and is, is a great community, and I am so grateful for that time. Uh, I do think that it um, it is something that can be hard, I think, on young women um, just to uphold a certain standard okay. of what you look like and, and how there's a lot of competition and status in it. Right. Um, so that was a pretty big distraction, I think. Sure. Um, I also loved it and don't regret it at all, but um, then getting into college, I um, began to struggle more with um, with loss, and, like, I had some relationships, and that was, that was hard for me. Yeah. Um, and so I had, um, I had a family member who, who was going through a lot, and mm. um, I think that sometimes when that happens, if you're going through something too, but it's not as bad, you tend to be like, ah, it's good. It's all fine. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that the Lord, um, was with me through, through, I really, I mean, I can't remember a time that he hasn't walked with me, but in times of really low seasons, it's been cool to see how close he, he draws and he's always close, but it's just that that's when I think that we're, most desperately searching for him. Yeah. Wow. So was it during one of those times that God kind of reignited that writing and that those gifts of singing and songwriting or what did that look like? Yeah, this is, uh, this is like one of the coolest things. Yeah. Um, so I, I started, um, I, I really continued to write. It just wasn't, it wasn't like something I had to do. Okay. Um, and then I, I liked music a lot. I started picking so I, I, I eventually like moved from poems to lyrics, and then I taught myself guitar and piano. <laughs> wow. Um, and so I did that um, senior year of high school, and I wrote songs. It was really just for me and for fun. Okay. I played some at coffee shops um, my senior year of high school. That um, seems kind of brave for a girl music. that's just sort of dabbling <laughs> around with music and teaching herself guitar. Like, oh, I'll, I'll play in a coffee shop. What? Well, my mom told me, by the time I played in the coffee shop, I had been playing for a while. Okay. Um, but, yeah, my mom had told me that, like, you can't just have lyrics. I was, when I was probably, like, I was, I was like, early high school. Yeah. Um, she was like, well, you should, you know, you should probably learn how to play so you can put music with it. Cool. And um, I, had, I had taken piano when I was, like, 10, but not since then. Um, but, basically, music was just this thing that, like... I, when I was going into college, I had like, I, I think I'd written maybe one Christian song. Like I was writing mostly folk music. Yeah. Um, and it was just, I felt this, like, sometimes I would feel this pull to like, to, to get into worship and to, yeah. and to, you know, write music for, for the Lord. And I just was selfish. And I, <laughs> I, I remember kind of just being like, no, like this is, I give everything else to the Lord, like every other area of my life. Like, this is just for me, because I think that, like, there's a stigma that Christian music can have. Right. Um, and I just, 
and I listened to Christian music. I loved Christian music. I was just selfish with with that area. However, yeah, this is this is kind of funny. This okay. is funny. I had I had this moment in my life where I had everything I'd wanted. Like I had, uh, I was in like a relationship. I had friends. It was freshman year of college. Yeah. Everything was great. And I remember feeling so empty. Mm. And I wrote in my journal, Lord, take away everything in my life that's taking your place. Oh, gosh. And literally the next, <laughs> right. Oh, no. Fair. And then <laughs> the next week, my life fell apart. Wow. And Whoa. so many things were, yes. And I, what's funny is I didn't remember writing that until a month later. Oh, my but, gosh. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things just. It was just one of the lowest of lows I had experienced. And I was walking. So there's a song called This Is No Burial that I have. That's my most right. popular song. Yep. And I was going to ask you about it. I had written it. Well, I had written about I had written it, but it was not a Christian song. There was no mention of Jesus or the Lord or salvation. Yeah. It was really just like, it was a, right. And so I, I was walking to, um, I was actually walking to read the Bible with one of my friends on campus. And I was listening. I was listening to some some worship music, and um, I I um, just remember the the song. The line in the song I was listening to said, "This is a love song with every fi- with every fiber of my being I compose." And I just remember like mm. chills shot up from like like every every area of my body was just like frozen. Wow. And I heard this voice in my head, and it just said, "Andy, stop." write music for me wow and then yeah and it was i'm like tearing up now every time i like talk about it because that really was like um wow i did like i went home and i changed the lyrics and i i really um that was just kind of the start of um and i started like leading worship too and like wow now i'm going into worship ministry it was just this like it was something that the Lord had been calling me to. I, I like to think that I was so stubborn and just like being set in my own selfish ways. And then the Lord really just, it was just a really cool thing um, that I'll never forget. And so that's, that was kind of how yeah. I started. That's writing amazing. Music. Yeah, that is beautiful. I mean, the Holy Spirit just boom, stop. Write music for me. Andy yeah. called you by name. Yeah. It was crazy. It was the craziest thing. That is amazing. Wow. And everything you had, you'd prayed and God said, okay, here we go. She's ready. She's ready. <laughs> Man, that's incredible. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, I didn't feel ready at the time. But yeah. Yeah. The Lord equipped me. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. All right. Talk to me about, and we want to talk to uh, talk about this residency that you're beginning with your songwriting too. Uh, you've just you've really you've written a lot of songs. I feel like I mean that are that are up. I'm sure you've written a ton more, but you seem to me like pretty prolific. Like you write and really well. I mean it's beautiful. Uh, am I just misreading that? I mean it seems like there's a lot of songs you've written. No, I have. I've written a lot. Um, I. I actually record, so Texas Tech is really awesome um, and has a recording studio for students um, to use for free. Whoa. It's definitely like you have to book time. There's that, like, you definitely have to, like, figure out way in advance (laughs) what you're, what you're planning on doing because time is very blocked. Okay. But, um, I have been working with this guy named Aaron and I, 
try to go into the studio. It, it's definitely this year the studio was shut down for a period of time with COVID, but um, I was in the studio every week um, trying to just write as much, mu- as much music as I can. Um, yeah. Now that I'm about to graduate, I've started recording with a guy named John Taylor, who's really awesome. Um, but I just, I just write devotionally. And so, um, yeah, it, yeah, just really, I, I just, I, I know I'll never stop. I just love, love writing so much. Yeah. Well, you're gifted and anointed for sure. Tell us about, um, tell us about dance with me. I mean, I, I could pick almost any song, but tell us about that song and then, uh, and then we'll talk about your, your newest song as well. Yes. Awesome. Um, and so that's, that's not one of my more popular songs, but it really, it's is not, my, Oh, okay. It's, it, it, well, it, I, it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I, it's really close to my heart. Um, so basically the album that that song's in is centered around Psalm 139 speaking like identity into the believer, yeah. um, which oh, it's one of the greatest passages in the Bible. But, yeah. um, every song like kind of points to like, like I, was, I touched on it earlier, a different, um, a different, yeah. I guess, thing that you would face in in the face of hardship. Right. And so that song is the shame song. Oh, um, okay. I, yeah. Um, I honestly wrote a lot of it. I don't know if you've read the book Redeeming Love. Um, long, yeah, long time ago. But man, that's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah. It, oh, it's so great. Um, there's a scene in that book where um there's there's the main character i guess this is a spoiler alert it's also a spoiler but <laughs> spoiler the <there's a> character <laughs> and um she she's just sinned sexually right. against her husband and she um he he's angry with her um and she ends up going to to the river and her husband finds her and she's like um she's she's using like rocks to clean herself and he finds her and and, and she's scrubbing too hard and there's a metaphor in the book that's like he mm. says like it's as if she was trying to like wash away her sins yeah. and i just basically wrote the song inspired by that just a picture of um trying so hard to yeah. clean yourself up and to um make yourself clean yeah when in reality like the lord has already freed you from from your sin and like you you can choose to stay in the chains that are unlocked is like a metaphor. Yeah, I think for for just staying stuck down in shame, but the Lord like has given us freedom through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ to right. to, to dance with Him instead. Um, and I, I wanted it to be, uh, I want them all to be love songs, but I, I really wanted this song to be as intimate as possible because um, um, I think shame is the most difficult. And really, I think especially for, for young women, it's, it's such a difficult topic because it's just not talked about a lot. Okay. Um, and so I, I really wanted to touch in on that specifically. And that's a lot of um, what I'm working on writing now. I, I, I want to continue to, to address those things and, and bring them to light. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what that song was based on. Wow. Golly, you are writing some deep, very important things. Very important things. Why? Um, help me understand. Like, why does it seem like shame is such a big thing that young women are experiencing? Can you just enlighten us there? Yes, I'd love to. Um, so I think that I'm specifically 
Yes, shame in general. I think I okay. think specifically sexual shame. Okay. Um, is what I'm I'm talking about because I've just noticed that um, even in, and it, I think it is getting better, but there's often this division I think between men and women where um, young men are are kind of expected to like it's almost like um it's almost like yeah well it, it happens to every every young man right. to struggle with those things, but for women I think it's presented differently there's okay. um there's this this kind of these different metaphors used to to teach girls about um about purity sometimes that is harmful i okay. think um okay. there's like a i don't know if you've heard of the, the flower but it kind of sh- it kind of like a teacher will take a, a flower out and i've seen oh, this happen okay. and kind of tell girls like this is this is you know you and you're pure and then once you once you send then Oh. It's, they like crush the petals, and I think that of course it's a serious sin, but there is redemption through right. that, and it has consequences. But I think that the culture surrounding it makes it harder for women to feel comfortable bringing it to light. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that I yeah. really want to. Um, and I've, I I don't know. I've had women in my life that, um, and my my churches, I I just. I really just love the way that they teach. We've had mm. whole sections on on the way that this should be viewed biblically, and um, yeah, I just think it's wow. something that is, is is close to my heart because I, I want I want young women to know that they're not stuck in that, and that there is freedom yeah. um, in living with Christ from from all kinds of sin. Yeah, that is awesome, man. That is so important, Andy. Um, Andy, tell me about your, your new song, Sleep Arise. God, that's beautiful. They're, they're all beautiful, so that's not like a new description of them, but <laughs> tell me about Sleep Arise. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, you're Sleep welcome. Arise is, um, it's, it's just funny. I wrote it before like COVID or any of that happened. Yeah. And I remember I, I went and recorded it on the day that my campus shut down and COVID was just getting out and there was a hailstorm. Yeah. I, I literally was, I was like, am I going to, I just remember thinking like, is the world ending today? Like, right. Is right. This, is this, this the end? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then I went and recorded that song, which is basically, mm. um, honestly, it was just a big conviction to me. The theme of it is kind of, I guess, I guess there's two ways I kind of want it to be able to be listened to. For the non-believer, mm. there's um, there's a little bit of a different way to listen to it. For the non-believer, it would be um, waking up to what the gospel is and to the freedom it provides. Mm. Um, the chorus says, "There's chains to be broken, eyes to be opened," um, and it references some some scripture as well, like "Sleeper rise from the dead." Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Those and, lyrics, yeah. There's the dance. There's war. I mean, yeah, it, it's really powerful. Thank you. It's it's pretty heavily influenced by C.S. Lewis. He's uh, one of my favorites. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for the non-believer, or I'm sorry, for the believer, yeah. for me, <laughs> I think I wanted it to be just a reminder. It's just so, and I would not even, I didn't even know at the time how much this would become a personal struggle. But whenever things get hard, it's so easy to just like, I think a way that Satan really gets to us is to just tempt us with, distraction yeah um with like you know being like kind of numb to what's going on and just it's not my problem and i'll just you know mm. sleep and 
and I, and you know, and I think that of course, like rest is good, but um, turning like a blind eye to evangelism is not. And so, yeah, I, I wanted I wanted it to just be like a reminder that morning is coming, that Jesus is coming back, and there is work to be done, like beautiful work to be done. Right. Um, and like that's where we find our true joy and purpose is in, um, you know, being a part of the mission that the Lord's invited us into. But it's hard. And so I, I, that's kind of what I wanted to say with that song. Well, you nailed it. You nailed it. It is, it is great. Uh, Andy, talk to us about this new residency and new ministry that is coming. You're, you're finishing up at Tech, and I know there's people that want to be – man, want to be a part of your team and see what God is going to continue to do and just love your beautiful, very authentic voice and love your approach uh, of just really attacking, like going after, I mean, helping us through the things, like you said, shame, doubt, loss, anger, fear, unrest. Uh, Just, man, that's so important that you're doing that. So tell us what's going on at your church. Tell us what your church is and, and what this looks like for you. Yes, oh, I would love to. Um, so I go to Redeemer Church in Lubbock, Texas. Um, it is a great church, very centered around the Bible, the gospel. Um, I, I can't even describe how much growth and community that um, this church has provided for me. Uh, I believe strongly in growing where you're planted. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't lead worship. I wasn't. I did not lead worship in high school. Um, and I started worship. In um, in college and being a part of that team, I, okay. I kind of just it was honestly really hard for me to like submit to the Lord vocationally with music. <laughs> what um, does that mean? Why? <laughs> um. Well, just like really candidly, I yeah. was I always idolized academics and thought I would like go to grad school and okay. Um, do something like that. Okay. And so, of course, I loved music, but it was a lot scarier to like. Yeah. Really, it was a pride. It was a pride issue more than anything else. <laughs> but um, I had Mackenzie Dean, who is the head of worship at Redeemer right now, is um, she's like she's really someone I would want to be just like yeah. when I'm um you know five six years ahead of time. Yeah. And uh, I had coffee with her. I was telling her I felt called to songwriting, and I just wasn't sure what to look like. And she told me about the residency program, wow. and I've pretty much been set on it since. So it's basically a two-year program for people that have graduated college, where half of it is focused—well, I guess not half. Part of it is focused on, um, like, the field that you're interested in, so college, youth, worship, missions. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing the worship residency. And so on top of, like, theology— um, classes and things like that, which is more general. I'll be working on worship, leading, discipleship, songwriting, and production. Wow. Um, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. And so, yeah. And it's, I I got accepted officially last week. Congratulations. Start, it is, thank you. I was, I was definitely, I really banked on it. So I was hoping I could get in. <laughs> right. Um, right. But I um, will start training in two weeks and, it is a support raised position, so I'll be support raising my salary starting in, at the same time. So that's kind of what the next couple of years will look like for me. Man, that's really, really exciting. So if, uh, man, somebody might be listening right now and thinking like, oh, that's what Andy's doing, or somebody who doesn't know you at all 
and they do want to become a part of your team and and supporting you and investing um, in this ministry and these gifts that God has given you, what what might they do today just to make sure they don't miss that? You know, when you you put that out there. Right. Well, um, we so at Redeemer we partner with Reliance okay. um, to to support raise. Um, they're like a they're a, a nonprofit that that partners with support raising missionaries. Okay. Um, and so I'll get trained on the specifics next weekend. But honestly, just messaging me on any of my social medias, okay. um, and then that would probably be for someone that I, I wouldn't know. Um, and then at some point on my social medias, I'll be able to. Um, once I build my support page, I'll be able to put that on there so more people can see it. Okay. But yeah, just messaging me right now would be okay. Be the move, I think. <laughs> okay, it would be the move. I love it. That's awesome. All right, uh, man. So you're you're getting ready for some big stuff, but you've already been doing big stuff with all this beautiful songwriting. Yeah. Um. I so with with Redeemer. Um, the the so Redeemer has some original music out as well, and okay. they're constantly working on songwriting. Um, so I'll be writing for them and getting to be a part of their team there. Um, but I'm also going to be um, continuing to work on my like Andy Elise music with um, okay. with John, who does production there. I've already started that. Um, okay. And so that yeah, that's a huge blessing that that I've been given and that, and that John's been really awesome to, yeah. to help me with. And so I'm hoping that, um, in like a, I don't know, I guess a year is kind of, I'm hoping in a year to have, um, another, another album that would okay. be produced by John, um, yeah. to, to give to the people. I think you're going to do it. I think you're going to do it. So, but in the residency, I mean, you'll still be able to do Andy Elise music, but you're, you're working with other people co-writing for the songs for the church. Is that, I just want to make sure I understood that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the, they're really, they're really great about um, like the point of the residency and like McKinsey specifically, yeah. a lot of it, it does have to do with mentorship and um, I guess, discipling you and, and helping you with what they see the Lord gifted you in. Yeah. And so um, I'll still be doing, I also very, um, very passionate about worship and, and leading worship as well. And so for the residency for me is, is, is a time where I'll get to sharpen and see, okay, like this is a gift the Lord's given me. How can I use it to bless the church? How can I use it vocationally? Yeah. My dream job would be writing yeah. for like continuing to make music, but I, I would love to write for churches and artists. Um, wow. For like what they, and that would be, so that would be kind of my dream job. Um, but I definitely have a lot to learn, and so I'm really grateful for for Redeemer and, and for the residency program they offer just to allow me to be more equipped. Yeah. Wow, that is cool. That is really exciting. All right, Andy Elise, so you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on where, – where do people need to find you? Right. Um, Instagram or Facebook would be the best bet. Okay. My, my Instagram is probably where I would um, be able to respond the fastest, and – um, all my handles are the same, but my Instagram is A N D I E underscore Elise okay. E L I S E underscore music. Okay, got it. Perfect. Well, awesome. Well, Andy, um, anything else you want to just uh, leave us with before we sign off in a minute here? Any other thoughts um, God's well, got I, on your heart? I just wanted to. Um, really, the main thing is just 
wanted to thank you for, you know, giving me this space and opportunity to talk about all these things. It's such a huge blessing, and I'm very appreciative. Well, you're really sweet and really kind, and thank you for being so patient. But thank you for blessing us, and thank you for blessing <laughs> us with your music and your honest, um, just beautiful lyrics. And it's just clear you're anointed and gifted by God. And so we just want to thank you for touching lives that you don't even know that you've touched and are going to continue. That's just going to continue to expand. So we are very excited to be um, in your corner and cheering for Andy Elise and just can't wait to see what God does. It's going to be awesome, Andy. Thank you so much. That's so encouraging. <laughs> You're awesome. Well, um, I will sign off then. Hang on just a second, Andy, so I can talk to you off air. And I just want to remind our uh, listeners, if you had any questions about Andy Lee or didn't quite catch her Instagram or whatever, go ahead and email me, steve at verybold.com, steve at verybold.com, and I'll make sure and get you pointed in the right direction. Um, it's just such a joy to see when God has called whoever, whether you're as old as Moses was when he got called or as you're, you're as young as Jeremiah or young as the Apostle John, whatever the case may be. And here we have Andy Elise who just, man, I just think it's so mature um, how she's writing and thinking about these different emotions and things that we're going through. I mean, she's diving down into the depths where we need to really um, discover that Jesus is right there with us too. So just uh, beautifully gifted and anointed. So be sure and be a part of team Andy and let's see what God is going to do. It's going to be awesome. It already is. So I want to remind you of just that, that great hope that we have that we, we talked about. Andy's talked about today that even in the depths of despair and discouragement, just Jesus is still there, like bringing beauty out of, ugly things. That's just what he does. So I don't know if you look back at your own life and realize like when you were at the lowest point and you can just see, but yeah, but Jesus was right there. And in time, even if it wasn't immediate and instant, he was lifting you up. Um, And I can think about that in my own life, just with, you know, even being 16 years old, many years ago, and just feeling that emptiness of the soul and that longing for more. And eventually Jesus just making himself real to me. And then those Holy Spirit moments that Andy talked about, I pray that you've had. And if you don't feel like you feel like dry recently, that the Holy Spirit hasn't spoken to you, I just want to bless you just that the Holy Spirit wants to say something to you today to encourage you to let you know the hope is real. The hope is real. Remember, he's, he's calling new things out of, out of old, and he's calling the life things that seem dead and dusty, and he's cleansing what seems dirty and unredeemable. It's not. It's what Jesus wants to do. So he loves you so much, and that's the great hope that we have, and I just want you to hear it, and you hear it as you listen to these songs that Andy's written. So I encourage you to find those. I listen to them on YouTube. I know she's on Spotify and everywhere else, but um, those songs are going to encourage your soul for sure. So um, that great hope that we have, even in the midst of shame and doubt and Jesus working through that and lifting us up and lifting us out, um, it's a great hope. And the Apostle Paul also wrote about it. And this is how we sign off. This is what we are, Very Bold Ministries. And we just remember what he wrote. And we remember in our own lives the hope that he gives us. And this is what he said, 2 Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. 
Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.